And then, of course, you've got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. And we might as well just lean into it now. Uh, Indiana Jones had everything going against it as well. Yeah. Um, Kathleen Kennedy being the number one. Kathleen Kennedy is a major heel on the internet. Yeah. Um, You've got, again, this is the problem that the Flash had. You've got a property that it's, that A, the last installment of it was terrible and universally hated. Previously to that, nobody remembered, you know, that's 89, the one before that, the last good one. Yeah, the last crusade, yeah, 89. So, you know, nobody, the target audience for this is like 50-year-old men like us. Yeah. So it's just like, we don't have, we're not that big of a demographic. No, no. And, you know, they threw in uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge to try and bring in folks. It was just destined to fail. It's just a, it was, it was just <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> the Dial of Destiny to fail. You said you didn't want either one of them to exist. Yeah, I'm good with Eden. Yeah, if that's what I... Yeah, that should have been the plot of Dial of Destinies. Like, I'm going to go back and to Last Crusade and end it on that shot of us <laughs> riding off into the sunset. You know, uh, on Kevin Smith's podcast, I, I watched that because I was really... Because he's a, he's a baby face. You know, he, he finds a way to like a lot of movies same as same as i yeah. same as me i do that where his partner that he talks to will will be a straight shooter mm-hmm. and he went back and rewatched kingdom of the crystal skulls and he said that felt more indiana jones to him than this one i He's, don't i don't disagree yeah i actually here's what happened i want you know i did the i did the dial of destiny solo solo watch and it was it was what it was um, I have feelings about it, but then I had other tickets, and I was going to actually take Lucha Lottie, But then the strength. The, well, this is what happened. This is why I love Sling. Uh, woke up Saturday morning, and Sling was just playing Indiana Jones, all the Indiana Jones movies all day. Really? And she'd never seen any of them. Refused to for years. What? Just won't do it. Really? So we hopped in halfway through Temple of Doom, and she got into Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom's so good. <laughs> it's impossible not to get into the second half of Temple of Doom. Absolutely. I don't care how much how much heat you have with it. So it got through Temple of Doom. The Last Crusade came on right after that. Then Crystal Skulls came on right after that. Um So you did rewatch it recently. I did. I rewatched Crystal Skulls just the other day. Yeah. And um man. I some of the heat I have with that movie I've let go. Uh especially after seeing Dial of Destiny. Not because I think Dial of Destiny is bad. It's just... I have a lot of thoughts on this. This is probably going to be the whole two hours. <laughs> Dial of... The first half of Crystal Skulls is actually okay. You know? Um, I think... Well, I mean, what did you think of Dial of Destiny? Just I was, for doing I was, a legit review. I was fine with it. I didn't like... My my only heat that I had with it is, you know, I called it like Indiana Jones and the Polar Express. That with that really, and I guess so. You I didn't should, think you didn't think the uh, de aging worked. No, because they didn't de age his voice exactly, and it kept yeah, distracting me. And I should have reiterated it with, I was in a very distracted film environment. So you were at the yeah. Well, tell us, the, tell the folks. So yeah, we went to Screen X in Houston, Texas, and. Let's see if we can actually show you what that looks like. I'm sorry, close-up oh. cam is still out, but we're gonna have to put it on the. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. So it might not turn properly. I don't know if you'll be able to see that, but I mean, I was trying to like film. It was on three screens. 
And it yeah. wasn't all the, it wasn't the entire movie. Like I'll, when the scenes got bigger, all of a sudden the, the lens started shooting out and then it sh- stretched onto the two screens next to you. So the movie was literally around you. It just wasn't behind you, but you were totally immersed in it. So I got like uh, completely immersed in this CGI, which it looked fine, but it, it, something felt off. Something felt uncanny valley is that what everybody says when something feels a little off yeah the scene itself was fine but i think you're absolutely right the voice is the problem yeah the voice is the huge problem and like i know that there's probably as an actor you want to do the part you know what i mean yeah but it's hard for an 85 year old man to play a 40 year old man yeah didn't they de-age luke's voice when he came back for those episodes no that's here's the thing D- Luke was not a, a de-age. Luke was a deep fake. Oh, which is different. Got this it. is actually Harrison Ford playing the part, which I think is an issue. I'm sorry. It's a problem. He, an 80-year-old man moves different than a 40-year-old man. It can't be helped. Yeah. No heat. You know? Yeah. It just didn't look right. And then you, you, do, the, you do the voice. Uh, you don't de-age the voice. I don't know why you wouldn't de-age the voice. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you do that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the ch- and it was a big chunk of the movie. It was a big chunk. If I'm Harrison Ford and the check is the same, just deep fake me. Yeah. Let the stuntman do it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Harrison Ford does have some pretty specific um, mannerisms. Oh yeah. That make him that. And the thing about Indiana Jones, I realized uh, watching this last one, is one of the things that's cool about him is that he he doesn't move like an action star. He moves like he's a college professor, you know? Yeah. Especially he runs like a college professor would run. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, he could have taught his man... A good actor could have copied his mannerisms and done just an amazing job. And I think that scene could have been... The scene is fine, but the scene has other problems. Yeah. The scene has other problems. Here's my major... Here's another major problem with that scene. Every time there's an opening scene in Indi- any other Indiana Jones movie, it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. And in this one, they installed a huge plot. The entire plot is spelled out in the opening scene. Oh, yes. That's strange. That doesn't make sense, isn't it? The, end of, the Indiana Jones opening scene should always be a throwaway. The, the James Bond type of exactly. opening. Yeah, I didn't realize that you back, say that. Until he gets back to the university and the actual plot starts. And instead, they put so much story into the beginning, and I just, it was too story heavy, you know? Yeah. Um, also, it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned the other day, you said your aunt went to see Temple of Doom and was like, it started with action and never stopped. Yep. It's like, they, that's what they tried to do with this movie. But again, Indy's 80 at this point. You gotta, you gotta lean into that. Yeah. Like I said, I, I wouldn't call it a, a, a bad movie at all. I wouldn't call it a bad movie. It's it's not a bad movie. And mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it's better than Crystal Skulls, but in a couple of ways it's all it's not as good as Crystal Skulls. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um I noticed another thing. Dude, I have so many thoughts on this. We're not gonna get to another topic. <laughs> I noticed another thing. One of the things that you realize you know when you watch Crystal Skulls, it looks different. And you watch this movie, it looks different. It doesn't look like Indiana Jones. And you think, oh, it's new cameras, whatever, new lenses. That's probably the issue. And I realized this. Douglas Slocum shot the first three. 
the cinematographer was Douglas Slocum, and I think he's the missing ingredient here. If you, I, did you watch that thing I sent you with the Indiana Jones in black and white? Yes. Did it was pretty cool. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Cool. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, so Steven Soderbergh, for the folks at home, did this thing where he took Raiders of the Lost Ark, dropped out the audio, put the whole thing in black and white, and then added a soundtrack from uh, Nine Inch Nails or something. Um, and when you watch it, you're just getting the visuals and you realize how well this movie's shot and how great the lighting is. Right. And I think that, and he shot the first three that's missing in crystal skulls. That's why crystal skulls look so strange. I think they got closer in dial of destiny. Um, but it's a, it's a huge part of what makes Indiana Jones. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and I think that's what made this feel the whole movie have a feeling like something felt off, like it wasn't a bad movie, but something fell off. Just the little things, whether it's the little things of like, why didn't they take the time to put short round in there, as as hot as he is right now? Instead, the, we got a short round, uh, a fake short round. Yeah, come on. And it was just, and she wasn't very nice. And, I, and maybe that was the, the direction that she wanted to go. Oh, you're talking about Phoebe Waller. Yeah. Well, no, I was talking about Ryan. Or what's the kid's name again? Oh, yeah. I don't even remember his name. Her sidekick. Yeah. Her short round. Yeah. Her short round. So I, do you really... Was there something that happened in this movie similar to like Falcon and the Winter Soldier where something was cut and decisions were made and they went in a different direction? Like do you, the rumor was she was going to take over. Do you think that's what happened and then they just pivoted? Well, I think they definitely telegraphed that quite a bit in this movie. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, especially there's a scene where I don't know what town they're in. She comes out and she's kind of dressed like Indiana Jones, but her hat's white. Yes. And then she makes a couple of offhanded comments about his hat a couple of times. So I think that they were setting up with that. And honestly, I think that's fine. I think it would have been fine if they had played this right. Like Phoebe Waller-Bridge being the new Indiana Jones, but in the 70s. I like that idea. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. I think that works. It wasn't the actor. It was the, it was the execution. Yeah. Because um, we'll shoot on what, the, what I, th- you know, the, if they would have ended it where. Do we need to put a spoiler warning up? I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. I'll put it for the yeah. people. You're always warning the people. I know. Even though they've seen it already and they're no, or they're not gonna see it at all. They don't care. Yeah, there's a lot of people that were just are so adamant that you're just not gonna go see it. Yeah, and I mean, same it's, with Slash it's, too. Yeah. That's that's well, that's impressive. They're they're stronger than I because I enjoy the theater experience. But like if they would have just booked it where they got a time machine and they would have booked it the same way I told you this, like Quantum Leap, he does go back in time and then he finds a way to go to different points in time and now she becomes the archaeologist of she's trying as she he indiana jones is sending her messages throughout time and that gives her the inspiration to try to become an archaeologist like him she's trying to piece together all these messages from time you don't even need to have harrison ford anymore right you just put little clues here and there and now she has a reason to be an archaeologist but they just they had the time machine. Well, no, it wasn't 
it was a compass that showed you how to jump to certain points in time. So it wasn't a time. Only one which, point in time. Apparently. One single point in time, and that's it. Which I did, I did like. Um, I, I mean, once you kind of, when they're about to go into the time rift, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. That was, that was good. It's been a long time since you go to an, uh, a tentpole film and not have any idea what's about to happen. That's true. Yeah, I had no um, idea. That was really good. Um, I think I think a lot of stuff was cut from this movie. A lot of stuff was reshot. It feels like that. That's um, what it is. Like it's not a bad movie, but something felt missing. Yeah, I I thought that um, they really telegraphed the watch a lot. Yeah. Um, Here's what here's I don't know what the original ending was. I'm sure this movie has 50 endings on the cutting room floor. Yeah. But I'm willing to bet that the original ending had something to do cuz you see there's a scene where Indy's like, "Give me back my watch. That was my father's watch." Oh, yes. Right? Yep. And then of course they show the Nazi's watch and all that stuff. Um I have a feeling that in an, in in one version of this movie the the corpse that they find in Archimedes' tomb is not Archimedes, but it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. And that's his watch. That's, that's what I think. Yeah, that's very possible. Like exactly what we were just talking about, sending her, me- her messages through time. Yeah. I, I think there was has to be a version of that out there somewhere. Um, I think that they could have done anything with this time loop scenario, time travel scenario. Could have done just about anything. To me, it would have been great for Indiana Jones to become an artifact. That's isn't yeah. it? That's poetic oh, justice. That's perfect. Yeah, he. That's what I would. I love the thought of an archaeologist lost. He becomes in time. an artifact. Yeah. And then you cut to present day sixty nine, and they're digging up his tomb. It's got the watch, and there's the hats in there. Yeah. And it's just like, oh wow, he became an artifact. And the whole movie sets that up. It's just like, oh, I'm so miserable. My wife left me. My son's dead. I got nothing to live for. And I got no heat with that premise. That's fine if you're going to do that, but go all the way, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that for for it to be the final adventure to end to have him being depressed a lot of the movies. <laughs> Twenty 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 three. Nobody needs to go to the movies to be sad that one of their heroes is completely screwed. Well, they backed out at the very end. That's yeah. what I. That's that's the part to me that doesn't work. If your guy, if your hero is going to be depressed, if this is going to be about him being depressed and him becoming a human artifact of history, it is 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 a great ending for him. Give him that ending. Yeah, it's kind of a look at the very end uh, after Phoebe Waller Bridge knocks him out and he's in he's in the. Here's the thing: Why did Indy always live in New York? I didn't realize he. No, that there. was new. That was new, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was new. So you come back from this adventure. Uh, he's in this tiny apartment <laughs> with uh, Marion, and uh, where does he go from here? Is is this is this a happy ending? To have your elderly parents live in a tiny apartment in New York, yeah, have to fend for themselves, and <laughs> like I just that just didn't. It just seemed like a really they really backed off what could have been an epic ending, yeah. Whatever it was, it could have been a lot of things, but it it they instead did nothing. That's what it felt like. Nothing, 
they felt like nothing because they went from Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls where you had the happy ending, you had the wedding, you had Mutt trying to take the hat, and then like, no, not no, I'm not ready for you to take that hat yet. To Mutt's dead. <laughs> my life is in shambles. My wife left me because she's completely depressed, and I don't know how to fix her. And I think I'm broken too. Like, what? What? A, what? Couldn't it have been possible? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, one of the most brilliant men in cinema history. If he was stuck in 2000 BC, he would have figured out a way to get his message to his son to not join the army. Yes. Like, I think that would have been a thing. That would have been great. He would have figured it out. Yeah. Um, he, I think that would have been awesome. Like, I don't know. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like Elon Musk or Elon Musk. It's just some, some brilliant scientist gets thrown back in time. This is just Indiana Jones, right? He's just. He's just a regular kind of smart guy. Yeah, uh, he's not going to invent any kind of technology. He's just going to he's going to be there. Doc Brown sent the telegram he, to he Marty. Did. So <laughs> why couldn't we get something like that? Wouldn't it, that have been great? If he sent a telegram two thousand years into the future, <laughs> what an ending! Via carved stone, you know, and she finds it, you know, because she's an archaeologist now, and she's trying to find. He's sending me messages through time. Man, that would have been great. Something like that. Instead, they did nothing, which I think, because of that, that movie will, uh, you know, kind of just fade into obscurity like the last one. Yeah, there's a, and maybe that's what really feels the most off about this. Again, not a bad movie. Did not feel like the last one. And now you know this is going to be the last one. I, I, I well, don't I mean, if I don't you go by the ending, it doesn't seem like they did a last one at all. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to do another one. Let's bring Indiana Jones back. Oh, man. Harrison Who's... Ford does not want to do one. He, I was watching the red carpet, and the uh, reporters were going up to him and be like, if you had the Dial of Destiny, where would you go? Where would you go? And he said, home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he wants to do it. And I don't think the public is, well, we know what we were just talking about. Theaters are, you know box office is struggling right now because i think people are just tired of getting burned i don't think you can make another indiana jones i feel like this literally they made it the last one but not in a good way you did not leave happy and like and they lived happily ever after they rode off into the sunset no you feel like oh man and that was the last one you'll there's so many unanswered questions so many you can't go anywhere with this now they pretty much she nuked she nuked the franchise and this franchise, at least when she's nuking Kathleen Kennedy's nuking Star Wars, it wasn't really hers to begin with. Yeah. This one, she had a lot more to do. Well, clearly didn't have anything to do with the creative, but she was a part of the original trilogy. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you want to leave it on a good note? I would have been okay with the fake out of, if you want the the franchise to continue with Phoebe Waller Bridge. I would have been okay with that, but that it that didn't even feel like that could happen. It's just the unimaginable pressure of having to make a three hundred million dollar decision. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Like it's hard enough, you know, in B two B video making, to get somebody to decide what the ending of a video is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When it's like a you know 
a video, uh, just a little rinky-dinky product video we shot in a day. It takes forever for someone to decide what the shots are. You're talking about a $300 million movie based on an internationally beloved 50-year-old IP. For somebody to say, and in the end, Indiana Jones becomes an artifact. <laughs> Which is baller. Like, I bet maybe James Mangold said that in the meeting was like, that's awesome. But for the for the suits... The bean counters, the folks who are accountable. The people who shouldn't be making money, creative decisions. They just, they can't, they cannot do that. They need the safest answer they can. What is one thing we can do that won't please anybody, but not piss anybody off? Which is, which is what the game they're playing. Oh. It's a bummer. They could have done a lot. And the thing is, it's a good movie. It, it's, it's, it's a pretty good movie. I do have another, here's well, another <laughs> Before, before we jump off that thread, yeah. I just got to say, the end of Quantum Leap was just a title card, and it still sticks in my head. And all it said, you didn't even see what happened. They didn't show anything. It was just a black screen, white font, and Sam Beckett never returned home. He's lost in time. But you know, that's because they canceled the show. Right. But I mean, but it, <laughs> they said, don't shoot the finale. We're done. Go home. <laughs> Back in the day. But man, it accidentally worked. Like, if you would have just said Indiana Jones, it becomes an artifact. Somebody needs to go into that server and delete that. The, that that's all folks circle that they used in Mandalorian. What was and with that porky that. pig circle? They did what it the again hell? with the, the circle. Who is booking that? What's up, that? Anthony? Anthony, what's up? Who is who's editing that? That that circle made it into two very important endings. <laughs> I mean, they did a very like 1930s kind of thing, which where is Indy is from. But I think what really one of the things that really worked in this movie, more so than the last one, was putting Indy in the 60s. The 60s came through. The 50s seemed stupid. You know, yeah. Um, but the '60s came through, and there's that one black uh, FBI agent. She's awesome. Yeah, she was fantastic. Um, she was so good. So it was like this is like kind of cool. That's why I thought Phoebe Waller Bridge could have spun off of this and yeah. done a show. Been archaeologist in the '70s is pretty good. That yeah. still kind of works. Oh you yeah. Know? Uh, you could have done something with that. She doesn't have to be Indiana Jones. She can be. What is her name? Helena something. Yeah. Helena you know? Shaw. Helena Wombat. Yeah. Or whatever. Wombat. Yeah. You could have done something. You could have called it Wombat. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good show. But like, um, yeah, it just, again, it, here's the thing. Don't make these movies so expensive. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. He did have a brief on Indy. Yeah. Enough with the big budget. Enough. There's they should have known who he was already. Yeah. Why wouldn't they know who Indiana Jones is? Yeah, they said in the, la in the in Crystal Skulls, they said that he was in World War Two and he helped us so much. We never saw any of that. Yeah. So they would know who Indiana Jones is. Yeah, she man. Do you really think it's a coincidence that the same EP, the same studio head is behind it? And this is the second hero that they she turned into a crazy Grumpy, I hate my life, old man. I'm sorry your hero just turns out to be an old man who's just not happy with life. Is that really a coincidence? You just did it twice now. Well, I mean, I wonder how much of that is Harrison Ford. I wonder if that's his input. But it just felt very much like Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. It did. It, it felt a lot like and that's that. And just, it's just sad because, again, 
I don't blame Phoebe Waller Bridge at all. It's the same way I don't blame. I think she did a fine job. I don't. Yeah. I think she was fine in that movie. And I, it's the same way I don't have heat with any of the sequel trilogy actors at all. It's not them. They're just booked wrong. The character's fine. The actors are fine. You're just booking them wrong. And if you really wanted this to continue, that was not the way to do it. I don't think they wanted to continue. That's why it's that's why it's so weird. Like I think they (laughs) intend. Harrison Ford's not doing another one. No, he's not doing another one. No. Um, as it is, I mean, every action scene is him driving a car. It's like he couldn't do anything else. Right. It's just like that's that's pretty much. There's like th- three car scenes. Um, that's what that's the most he can do. He can't do a whole lot of. Right. Know. I would have liked to seen if we're gonna fantasy book it here. I would have liked to see, uh, Indy be more of uh, the victim. You know what I mean. Like in uh, like in the street, what is it in the market scene where Marion gets kidnapped in Raiders? Oh yeah, you just flip it and let Indy get kidnapped, and it's <laughs> it's uh, wombats <laughs> trying to save him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that would have. But been they a made little... her such a heel at first; she didn't need to be so much of a heel. No, what? Why? Yeah, they never really explained why. Yeah, they didn't really establish that whole relationship with him to begin with other than that long train ride was he in any other movies who the uh her dad no that's what's strange i don't know why they invented a new character it could have been anybody's daughter. marcus brody it could have been right. brody's daughter right it could have been why why did why is it not uh what's his name ravenwood yeah why is it not professor ravenwood there are so many there's so many directions professor you ravenwood's went. illegitimate daughter yeah what? it could have been anything like that they just literally and i have no heat with the actor but they you invented a character out of yeah. nowhere again just it's not just necessary strange, strange decisions you you walk out confused not angry because it's not like oh i hated that movie it's just more like confused and yeah. like what could have been like and then we spend time doing, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Do they not do, what happened to the focus groups? Do they not do focus groups anymore? Uh, I'm, I'm positive they do, but the thing is, spoiler culture is so huge now that they, I think they do like controlled focus groups that aren't giving you, a, they're just not giving them a proper uh, reading. I guess, because man. I... But this movie is only for the fans. Nobody who has never heard of Indiana Jones would have any interest in this movie. No. Who no. in the world on TikTok wants to watch a movie about a college professor who searches for artifacts? <laughs> An 80-year-old college professor goes to Madagascar to search for uh, you know, no. an old artifact. That's no. not a movie anybody wants to see these days. No, it was an old franchise and they they just shovel it out for a little bit of extra money, I guess. Did he or? even swing on the whip in this one? I don't even think he did. He just in that one scene, which they had in the trailer, went back off and then the gun. But he didn't swing on the whip. Oh, no, swing. Oh, you meant swing. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think he did. Uh, now I know exactly where you're meant, where it's just like, I kind of wish the movie didn't exist so we yeah. wouldn't have these confused feelings. I would like to have the Dial of Destiny and erase these two movies out of existence. <laughs> Just to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Because I now I do. I would like to correct the internet, though, if the internet's listening. Because I see this a lot. Everyone keeps saying the third Indiana Jones movie was called The Last Crusade. And it's like, it's The Last Crusade. It was meant to be the last one, right? <laughs> 
No. It's the last crusade, as in the crusades, as in this is the last part of the crusades, not the last Indiana Jones movie. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. Can you never tell the that. internet about that? Because they keep bringing it up. You just did. Because like they keep saying that's like, oh, last crusade. It was supposed to. End. No, it, they weren't saying this is the last Indiana Jones movie. This is the last crusade. I think the movie was about the crusades. I think they were hoping for a little bit of a double entendre, right? Maybe. Maybe, but that's but you're definitely absolutely right. That that was not. They didn't mean it in the literal sense. Exactly. Because I don't think they were ready to close the door. No, not not if they're not. You know, not if there's money to be made, Mm-mm. it would come back. How did you feel about the the way the the handling of Mutt? Um, I'm fine with it. I think it was a good being that it was in the '60s. It was a, it was a good way to do it. I mean, I was fine with sad indiana jones but they just didn't pay off that arc you know what i mean it can't just be sad indiana jones has nothing he's alone in this crappy apartment nobody likes him nobody likes indiana jones can you imagine that world you know what i mean yeah you're right and the best thing that could have happened to him is he go back in time and become an artifact um and they took that away from him so i just i i I was okay with it because I feel like, again, I think the audience for this movie is 50-year-old people, 50-year-old men. Yeah. Okay? And I think it would be easy for them to identify with what Indiana Jones is going through, just being like, ah, nobody respects me, nobody likes me anymore, blah, blah, I'm old. I'm not cool anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So I think that would be easy to get into. It's just they didn't pay it off, you know? No, no. They just didn't pay it off. And it's just like, in the end, oh, it's better to just come back to your crappy life and write it out yeah it's like you're needed here (laughs) he says it for what (laughs) for what they spend the whole movie establishing that he's useless now yeah they should have given him something let indiana jones be valuable at the very end of his life oh a a hero's death i mean hero's death i i think it would have been okay with that and i i have i very much have heat with these actors wanting to go back and kill the big roles, their heroes, because they felt like it's worth it. And, and I, I don't think it always makes sense. Like, Rocky was always constantly trying to kill Rocky. Stallone was always f- trying to find a way. we got to kill him off. Han Solo was always trying to find, you know, in the he was, Harrison Ford was trying to do that. And in a way, that kind of made sense. They didn't, they didn't pay it off. But I liked the direction where they were going. I think in this movie, it would have made more sense to kill off Marion, even if it happened off screen, and that's really what got the grief. Not necessarily Mutt. I think it would have made more sense if she did the job, and then he totally would have been willing to go back and be uh, an artifact, or maybe both of them. Yeah, like maybe both of them, or like you said, he finds a way. Maybe, maybe Mutt dies in the war, and then Marion can't take it, and then. She, she dies. He goes back, becomes an artifact, somehow saves them both by sending them messages <laughs> through time. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, like, they could have done anything. They yeah. could have done anything. And instead, they it just gave us this haphazard ending. I think that would have been great. He sends the message, Mutt lives, and then you can just imagine, well, if Mutt lives, would Marion have lived? What exactly. Would and then he, yeah. That, that would have been the way to go. Yeah. And she would have been kind of like, 
mad at him but okay with him because that would have been like the hero i don't know what this was it, apparently it was a callback just to the kissing the elbow scene from like raiders yeah it was awkward yeah it was really awkward that whole and last like come on everybody great. let's go get some ice cream dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. like what did this movie just really end yeah <laughs> do it you ever get str- that feeling when str- you're in a movie like oh please don't be over it was a strange strange ending <laughs> Like, they should have rolled credits after the punch. After she punches him and knocks him out. Just roll credits there. Dun, 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 she put him in dun, a coma. Dun, dun. Yeah, she yeah. hit him so hard. <laughs> I, or, or anything. Just, any, just, I mean, yeah. I don't know. They could have even rolled credits right, right before they go into the time warp. Yeah. Tune in next week to see what happens on Indiana Jones. Oh, man. To, to go back to the regular serials. Yeah, something like that. Like, I just... I don't know. I just I think that they really, really, uh, for lack of a better word, they just they just uh, wussed out on the ending there. They just they 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 couldn't decide on a proper ending. Like they didn't really just want to make a decision. They just like let's just leave it vague in case, just in case there's more money to be made. <laughs> oh man! Instead, and then they just ruined it all. But again, this movie is a gamble from the beginning. A three hundred dollar million, a three hundred dollar, three hundred million dollar tentpole movie with an eighty-five year old star, you know, doing action is never a safe bet. It's not a safe bet if Chris Pat does it. And, no, uh, this is not a safe bet. But um, but think about this: the way I didn't see where the money went either. It was didn't look that expensive. I feel like. That's all uh, COVID stuff because they had to do COVID precautions. Oh yeah, I did. I think I saw that somewhere that it had that did balloon the budget with all the testing and the way it had, they had to uh, separate all the shoots out and that ballooned the budget. Man, just wait. You should y'all should have just waited. Well, how come the only one I f- has there any been another franchise that have successfully passed the baton like Jurassic Park did to Jurassic World Creed? Creed, Creed, yeah, Creed did it, yeah, exactly. Creed is one of the only ones I can think of. Uh, Jurassic World did fine, and I would have been totally fine with Jurassic Park. Skip the next Lost World, skip Part Three, and then we would have got Jurassic World, and then you can skip those other last two as well. Sure, but the baton from the first one to the new first one was perfect. Police Academy Four to Police Academy Five, <laughs> and they passed the baton from Mahoney to the other guy to assignment Miami Beach. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what Creed was a perfect pass, a perfect pass, and I, I, well, I Stallone may not say it was perfect because all of a sudden he's 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 against it. But man, I love the I think of the Creed movies like I as part of the Rocky series, the same way Jurassic World is part of the Jurassic Park. Why? Could they not figure with all the money they have, could they not get somebody in there? Somebody has to have a way better idea. If we're just spitballing and coming up with ideas, there's got to be somebody that's on the payroll that's got better ideas Yeah, to, to have passed that off. But anyway, if we watch this review back, we might think, oh, they really didn't like this movie. No, we did. We, we liked it well enough. I liked it. I just wish it didn't exist. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Tom Cruise holding up a, a ticket stub is not going to help. And he's been putting Harrison Ford over big. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this interview that's floating around with him. <clears throat> 
He has no plans to retire, which I get. Who, Harrison Ford? No, Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise is 61, and he says he wants to be making Mission Impossible movies all the way up to the same age as Harrison Ford. And he did. He held up the ticket stub, and he's like, for 40 years, you created such a great, iconic character. Can Tom Cruise pull that off? How come he got canceled for jumping on a couch, right? It wasn't anything... Like, there's rumors about him, but that was the only thing that really he got called out on, right? Well, he's also in a weird cult, but I mean, oh. they, we don't like to mention that. <laughs> I meant, like, the, the the official... Oh, no, he 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 came out against pills, right? That's uh, part of the whole cult yeah. thing. Yeah. I guess that all kind of gets bucking in. Yeah. But people forgot about it? I mean, yeah, I, I, I think so. The thing about that weird cult that he's a big fan of is they have a lot of reach and they have a lot of power. Yeah, they got a lot of money. So they can help folks in the cult. Um, I don't how know are how they, they able to keep... Pro wrestling couldn't keep kayfabe with the internet. How, how are they able to keep kayfabe alive? They have, they have, they have the strong grip in Hollywood. <laughs> they can push people, put them over. These these guys are like... Uh, what's the guy who ran Mid-South? Oh, Bill Watts. This is They're like Bill Watts, but in cults. <laughs> they can make you a star or they can bury you. <laughs> Oh, so before we jump off of Indy, I know we were, I didn't, I pulled this up and I was going to read it to you, James Mangold talking about the ending. So he had to shoot down one of the wilder online rumors of recent that suggesting the film would end with Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Helena Shaw using the device to time travel style machine to effectively insert herself into the events of the previous films and become the new Indiana. Uh, And he said... The ending he got is the ending we wrote two years ago. When you start writing anything, you don't know exactly how you're going to land it. You just keep working. And there were moments when I thought about, I thought maybe there's going to end up going back to Germany and he'll stop Mads from doing what he's doing. But I felt like we already did that with the opening. My good friend, my good friend Oscar Mayer would call that baloney. (laughs) That's total baloney. The threads of other endings are in the movie. Yes. They're it there. feels like that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. He might. He's been going online a little bit and getting not as deep as like Ryan Johnson. You know what? They, that, that's what we call Hollywood kayfabe. Yeah. We don't do that's we 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 don't. We're smarter than that. We know what's going on. <laughs> we're um we're smartened up. Yeah, and he said Mangold. He never had any intentions of leaving Indian line uh, in the past. It seems to me it would have been kind of a suicide by time warp and kind of grim. Like, is he really going to be happy? Even Phoebe says with leeches and blah, 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 watching people haul dung around in carts and slaves. No, the whole thing seems more like the impulse of a guy who doesn't know what he would be going home for. <laughs> what? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. No. <laughs> Shout out to James Mangold for, uh, you, know, you know, you know, doing business. Yeah, uh, he's trying. It's it's that's that's one hundred percent not true. Yeah, it feels like it. What, him in the past hauling dung and doing <laughs> whatever like, in ancient Greece. He you, would. That's his dream. <laughs> yeah, you literally just said two that's of the his worst dream. <laughs> Anything in the past. Imagine every time every Indiana Jones movie. There's always the part where he explains. The whole premise of whatever the artifact is, and he's so into it and so excited, right? Yeah. And you're telling me him putting him in that scenario, putting him in that book would not be the greatest experience for him? Yeah. 
in his twilight years. I mean, he's not going to live that much longer. Let's be real. Right. Indiana Jones not going to live that much longer. We can say that. Yeah. No, no heat. No Mm-mm. disrespect. No. You know, he ain't. And you know what? Whatever. Uh, he'll be wearing diapers shortly. It's not a. It's we don't know heat, but it's just like let him, let him have a last adventure. Right, the, that would be the way. Indiana to go. Jones in the tiny apartment is the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Slumlord from Hell. It's just like why would why? I mean, he came back for Marion, but like we already had that ending. We had the Marion ending in Crystal Skulls. We did. We did. We. Why absolutely. would you do that? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Mangles full of shit. I'm sorry. Not, no mean to curse, but it's just like oh, it's, you know, he's doing his job. He's doing his job. Does he? So you don't think Kathleen Kennedy gets fired? Does James Mangold now lose that Star Wars origin story? Um, I mean, I, I think it's gonna when you when you flop a three hundred dollar a three hundred million dollar movie, it hurts no matter what. Hopefully, he already booked his next job. Um, he's an excellent director. He's gonna have to get this off of his back. Yeah. Look, I mean, because it can be huge. Look at Abrams, J.J. J. Abrams. Where's he? Yeah. We ain't heard anything. He's still recovering. He's doing the Hot Wheels movie right now. It's like, oh, my God, are you serious? <laughs> um, so it's gonna, he's, it, could, it could be bad for him. And I think that's why you know Spielberg brought him in. I think Spielberg brought him in. I'm realizing this. Something that went wrong with Crystal Skulls was that um, Indy was Spielberg and George Lucas's idea. Yep. You know, and I think when we got to Crystal Skulls, Spielberg did not want to shoot down any of George's ideas. He was just like working with him, trying to make it work. And he directed the crap out of it. Well directed, but all the gimmicks in it are awful. So I think that he just was like, ah, I just I humored my friend. I'm just going to just not do it. Let somebody else do it. That's fine. If they want me to give a thumbs up or down. Has Spielberg commented on it as you watched it? Is there any tweets oh, from yeah, Spielberg? No, I haven't seen anything about um, it. But uh, I think that uh, I, I think that you know he just kind of like just just stepped away. I forgot what we were talking about, but anyway. <laughs> no, you're saying that you think Spielberg was in a way passing the buck because just uh, well, it's going to happen. What's going to happen to him is the same thing that kind of happened with the prequel trilogies. Like all the hate that went to George went away. Yeah. And now people love the sequel prequel trilogy, and now all that heat is going on Disney, yeah, and Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, let me let me just add another thing. Can I just say when I sat down at this movie, and the first thing that came up was the Disney logo, I threw up in my mouth a little. I was like, "What? <laughs> I don't like I don't like this already. Already, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to get out of here." Man. Some folks online were called it calling it Disney Anna Jones. Disney Anna Jones. <laughs> Man, Disney is in trouble. Like they bought three mega studios, yeah. and they are just—they're making—they're failing, failing upwards. They currently—they're no. about to not be able to afford to keep the Marvel movies on Disney Plus. That's what it sounds like. It's they're going to have right? to drop them and and license them out instead of having them on there. Wow, they have Lucas Films, Marvel, and Pixar. Oh man, that Lucas Films logo used to be beautiful and now it's just like eh. yeah all i wanted to see was the paramount logo sorry y'all I, I get it but i just the paramount logo is what we need yeah 
it's going to be interesting what how how Disney is going to survive this whole. They have so much blowback, and people aren't going to theaters anymore. And people be- are going; they're just not going to their movies. Yeah, that's true. That is true. The biggest movies of the year are Spider Verse and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Two the- cartoons they didn't do. That's got to that's got to sting a little bit. Right? That's got to sting a lot. <laughs> uh, the third is like Guardians, but I mean, again, that's James Gunn who's got his own set of problems. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think Disney overextended, and now they're feeling feeling the crunch. Man, it's just sad. I, I thought this. I thought Disney was supposed to be the happiest place on earth, <laughs> and now there's what is what's the reason to have Disney Plus right now? Just for watching some of the older. Stuff that did work. Did I have. I have no idea. Hmm. Is anybody watching Secret Invasion? I don't think so. It's the second lowest Marvel show in front of only uh, Miss Marvel, and we don't know if it's going to continue to plot. I'm watching. I mean, but I'm still. There's only six episodes, and there's only and there are two two in. So, I will hold. I will reserve my opinion until it completes. I had to watch Miss Marvel on fast forward. And same with Moon Knight. I really just had a kind of limp. I had a limp. <laughs> I thought through you those. enjoyed them. Mm. I just kind of limped through because I'm a completist, but I did fast forward a lot yeah. <laughs> on those two. I I just think, um, yeah, I think uh, I I don't know what's going to happen, but we're definitely approaching a reset phase. This a brand mo- a brand split. There's a lot of people. A draft. Yeah, something's got to happen, and this is this month. The thumbnail shows that this month is so important for theaters right now. Like after that huge blow, because Indiana Jones and Flash was a, a double, a one-two. And now we have Mission Impossible, which, you know, a lot of experts are saying, even if that was a hit, that can't save the summer box office. They're counting on Barbie versus Oppenheimer, that battle to save the summer. To save, to save the summer. My money's on Barbie. <laughs> but this could be the, their 2023's version of the Color Wars, right? Let's these let's pit them against each other. But for the most part, a lot of people are going to see both. A lot of people are going to see both. But then I read somewhere that Oppenheimer might be tracking to open in third place if Mission Impossible does as well as it is it on track for, to It do. opens first? Yeah, Mission Well, no. I can see that, yeah. Mission Impossible opens, and then Barbie and Oppenheimer in the same day. But they think Mission Impossible Week 2 could potentially beat Oppenheimer Week 1. Yeah, I, th- I, I would agree with that. Because Oppenheimer is more like an Oscar movie. Yeah. It's not like a summer action movie. They're going to get a they lot of the premium They should have opened Oppenheimer screens. in the fall. Yeah, that's true. But those premium screens that cost money. Do you know? I didn't tell you this, dude. One ticket to Screen X was twenty-one dollars. Damn, twenty-one dollars. So I met, and I'm a. I'll go in movies with you or my son, but I'm also a solo movie goer. I'm. It's. A, I can keep my bill pretty much the same. What is a big family? How do you take your family to the movies? Yeah, like 
every week. Yeah. You can't. You'll go broke. I have no idea. They're right. And that Kevin's Smith was talking about I had a family, I'd leave this. him at home and go solo. <laughs> Probably I'd have to. Kevin um, Smith was shocked. He's like, it's like, you can come to Smodcastle. It's just like, we'll charge you like 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, why are they? Why are people charging so much? But he's like, oh, wait a minute. But yeah, I mean, I guess we've got to sell our popcorn and our soda. Well, the movies are so expensive. They're $10 million. They're $300 million. Enough. Well, do we need them to be that expensive? No, we don't. You really don't. I told you this off the air that Kevin Smith at Smodcastle said that at the same time that The Flash was playing and it had like 25 people in there, the Blues Brothers was playing in a theater and was sold out. The Blues Brothers from 1980. Yeah. (laughs) And what was the budget on that? And that probably even had a higher budget. Oh, that movie went so over budget. That was basically like the uh, Indiana Jones of its time. And you know what? That movie's epic. I will so never get sick of watching great. it. It's so good. It it holds up really well. Like I've rewatched that not too long ago. Like you can watch that movie and obviously it looks dated as far as like the cars and the clothes and the people in it, but as far as like the story, what a great original story <laughs> for a Saturday Night Live movie. <laughs> yeah. The Chicago classic, but uh, but they were anyway to go back to it. They were saying that they think Mission Impossible, if it does well enough, Oppenheimer's not going to be able to hold on some to some of the premium screens that it wants. Like it's definitely going to have the IMAX. But Mission Impossible shooting in is playing in IMAX. But Oppenheimer was shot to play in IMAX. So I don't. I don't think here's my my prediction is Oppenheimer's not going to do as well as anybody thinks it is. Yeah. I don't think the trailers are particularly a draw to any young people no. who are off for the summer. Like I said, this to me seems like a fall movie you release for Oscar consideration. Um, I don't think it's going to do that well. It could possibly flop, but I think it'll have legs. It's Nolan, but let's face it, Tenant. I think Tenant was super divisive. I don't think a lot of people liked it. I didn't really care for it. Um, so it's got an uphill climb to it. Yeah. Um, People are planning Barbie uh, parties. People are going to be partying their asses off to watch Barbie. Yeah. They're going to have... I mean, Alamo has like cocktail parties and brunches and all kinds of stuff going to watch Barbie. I think Barbie is going to be really good. It has to be. I mean, it's got the IP. They gave the IP to Greta Gerwig, who is a great director. Yeah. uh, And just, you know, uh, on on the upswing... And her husband wrote it, who is uh, Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach, right. And he usually writes like family dramas. So I think this is going to be like a subversive Barbie movie. I think it's going to have some It's gonna have some teeth. So I think it's going to be really good. Oppenheimer, we know what we're getting. We know we're getting a drama. We know we're getting a, a period piece. But again, is that a summer movie? Do we want, do, do I want that on, in July? I want that in September. Right. Yeah, and the whole thing is again, we're we're past the, we're past the sweet spot. Like our what's going to get the 18 to 24 to the theaters? Not 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 Oppenheimer. Not Oppenheimer. They'll not, go for Barbie. Yeah, they they will go for Barbie. For sure. And they'll I, go for Mission Impossible too. Yeah. I just yeah, I think Oppenheimer, I think they're I think maybe Chris Nolan, Chris Nolan needs a little bit of a reality check. You know, he he was 
gunning so hard to release Tenet in theaters during the, the, the pandemic. And it's like, bro, you need do you see what's going you watch the news? Do you watch CNN? I don't watch <laughs> CNN. I don't watch I don't watch television. But you are aware there's an invention called television. And on this invention they have news. Nice, nice Quentin. <laughs> you should tune in to the CNN channel and just watch for a little bit. But I'm just saying I just I think that he might have been put himself in a bad spot. Yeah. And uh I'm sure it's gonna be a fantastic film. Just maybe not a July movie. Maybe a September, November movie. I'd rather go see Oppenheimer after, like, Turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you get, <laughs> nuke, the, nuke your leftovers. Because you take the to... family, right? It's like a history thing. Take the family to learn about the most destructive weapon ever created by human beings. You're right. It should feel more like something that would be on, like, the History Channel, right? Put it out on Black Friday. Oh, man. So I think he he, he might have he might have tripped himself up by trying to do that. Why why is Oppenheimer now I'm thinking about it? Why is Oppenheimer a summer movie? It doesn't make any sense to me. Because it's an Oscar movie. He detonated he detonated a real bomb, right? That's cool, but just hold it a couple more months. <laughs> well, he and when was the last time he hasn't released something in that July time slot? For some reason that week in July has become Nolan's week. Yeah, I mean, you got to just get over that. <laughs> You just got to let that go. You just got to let that go. You can't hold on to those things. He became what we talked about before, like what director will get you to the theaters as long as his name was in front of it. And I think Nolan has become that in its own way. But for a little bit. Yeah, but I do agree with you that I this is not going to be in 2020. I don't know if you've heard, but. This world's been going through some stuff. Yeah. I don't know if, if reminding like one of the you know most recent giant mistakes we've ever done is gonna be highlighted on the I screen. remember going to Tenet and you know, shout out. It was probably it was the it was absolutely the first movie I'd it seen was, in yeah. months and months. Oh yeah. That came out, right? But what an awkward experience. First time back at the movie theater, everything smelled like antiseptic everywhere. Yep. You had to order your popcorn on your phone and it would show up with a lid on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You had to wear masks the whole time and yeah. cut a little hole in your mask for popcorn. The buffer seats. Uh, buffer seats, although which I didn't mind those. those yeah, the good. buffer seats were fine. <laughs> um, but it was a weird time, man. It's just like now everybody's – it's like I understand you want your movie to be at the theater, but everybody else's experience is tied to that. Not they're not thinking about tenant. Oh, is it going shooting guns backwards? No, it's like they're thinking about the antiseptic and the popcorn with the lid. Yeah, you're right. That you couldn't eat pop the popcorn. You couldn't taste the butter. It smelled like alcohol. <laughs> and that movie required like note keeping, and your brain was already I pretty still, much. I fried. still don't get it. <laughs> I'm still not exactly. I needed sure a walkthrough for some of the walkthroughs. I watched every walkthrough, and I'm just like, what? I still don't get it. <laughs> Like, oh, it's fine. Somebody will get it. So I guess I don't think it's going to be. I think it's I think they're doing a Cola Wars. I think Barbie's going to have no problem taking the week. I think Barbie. We're going back to one of the main reason for movies is the escapism. Right. Or like you said, it's either escapism or what did you say for you? Like the movies are part of my life that are part of my ritual. But yeah. you wouldn't go there to be depressed. I mean, everybody will watch a movie if you know you're going to be sad and you know you're going to be 
crying, but you never want to like, oh yeah, this one's really going to put me down in the dumps. Like yeah. I'm going to be depressed for days. I'm but, never even considering any of that. I just go to the movies because I always have. Like I said, it's yeah. not my escape. It's my reality. Yes, that's it. That was I just it. go to the movies on Friday or Saturday. It's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like I'm not going to get away from anything. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm blessed with a pretty okay life. I don't really need any. I don't need to escape anything. I just like to go to the movies. And I like to read movie news. And I like to see what's going on and what's coming out. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. a nice dopamine rush when when you walk out of that theater, though, and you had a great experience. When it's really good, which is becoming more and more rare, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like so, when we walked out of, you know, the Miami Connection. Well, I was just excited <laughs> that you liked it so much. The di- I had the- seen it a couple of times, and I was <laughs> like... It's always good to see it through somebody else's eyes. You know? That dopamine rush is so fun when something like that happens and you just stumble on that. And I kind of got, and I think I, I feel like Guardians kind of gave me that. Guardians was very good. Guardians kind of gave me that because they that gave me closure. Yeah, that gave me the, like if even if Star Lord returns or you just imagine Guardians keep going, you had a little bit of that dopamine rush. Uh, seeing Spider Man across the universe. It was movie two of three, so you're like, okay, I'm gearing up for three whenever three comes out next year. Yeah. But when it's like going to be like a one, there's going to be no Oppen- Oppenheimer two electric boogaloo, nuclear boogaloo. It's not going to be there. So like, when you're going to walk out, how are you going to feel? I, you know what? I've heard uh, some of the pre buzz, and apparently people are walking out sick to their stomach or something. Really? Yeah, like shocked. So I don't know what the ending is or what's going on, but apparently it is. Uh, I mean, it's not pleasant. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do with a happy ending with a nuclear bomb, Dude. Mush- mushroom cloud, and put <laughs> googly eyes on it? You know one of the, <laughs> exactly. You know one of uh, you know we're, we can talk about this because of our age. You know one of the first movies I ever taped on off of TV was the day after. The day after, yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. Like, why did we tape that? Yeah, why did we watch it? It stuck with us, man. They were just like. Is it going to be 2023's version? We don't need a day after in 2023. (laughs) Things are pretty messed up as it is sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there, too. That, But the news doesn't focus on that. Social media doesn't focus on that. you got to go out of your way to find this good in the world because nobody's going to present it to you. So when you infiltrate the movie theaters and you take that, you know, where your imagination could go wild and it's going to put you in the dumps too like i don't want to walk out and, and puke i mean unless i'm watching terrifier yeah because that but that's different <laughs> yeah you'll puke in the mashed potatoes <laughs> that's part <laughs> of the experience that's part of the experience right right which uh, terrifier 3 is coming next year so we'll see but i don't know i am i i'm excited that a lot of people are excited for barbie and i'm hoping and i'm hoping it really does work I think it'll be good unless Warner Brothers somehow squashed it, which studios can do. They can squash a lot of fun. Yes. Um, hopefully they didn't spend too much money on it and that'll give them some freedom. But again, given the pedigree of the folks they got behind the camera, I think there's potential for this to be like a subversive classic Lego movie. That's what I was thinking. Lego it can be movie. Lego movie, but yeah. live action. I was thinking Lego. Like every, I just remember people you would never expect to be singing. Every everything is awesome, you know. When everything is good, when you're part of a team, 
I'm hoping that you're going to have that. And I'm sorry, man, RRR kind of exposed something that maybe I wasn't willing to face, but I've known it since the original Grease. If you get a good dance number in a movie, it puts you in a good mood. Yeah. I didn't realize how much that really does help. Oh, like put you in a good mood with Boogie a good Nights. Da- Boogie Nights is depressing, but like it's got that dance number in the middle, which is amazing. Yeah, you know. I mean, I think again to bring up Guardians, just like at the end, you know, when they were playing, you know, yeah, when they're playing that, the machine, the machine song, yeah, yeah, and they were all doing that dance. That was like that does put you in a good mood. It gives you hope, you know. So I feel like you're right that we might get that with barbie so now, now i'm rethinking is like maybe we do need to cleanse our oppenheimer palette and see barbie second like tom cruise said i'm seeing seeing oppenheimer on friday and barbie on saturday <laughs> i don't have tickets to oppenheimer do you no no i got barbie tickets and i got my lunchbox <coughs> from alamo but i don't have oppenheimer tickets up I, I just i don't know when to i don't know when to see it when do what when is a good time to watch the destruction of humanity yeah. <laughs> or for brunch or for dinner when should i watch it yeah and, the, and it's a long it's over three hours right yeah it's too much man over three hours you know I, I don't know if you've been have have you been when was the last time you've been to the uh IMAX here at Bob Bullock oh what was the last thing i saw there i want to say it was a marvel movie but i don't know which one um, I was there for Jaws, and I was reminded that those seats were not built for comfort. Yeah, they were built for a thirty-minute documentary. <laughs> I'd rather go to that one, yeah, to the one where we saw Mad Heidi. Let's go to that one. Oh, just the regular. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, the seats are comfortable. They got the Jack Daniels uh, slushies. That's great. <laughs> I'm all for. I'm all for great presentation. But when we walked into the Flash to look at it, I was like, this theater looks great. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that. Uh, oh yeah. That XD XD will be good. <laughs> X, XD will be a good one. That's where I saw. I didn't go to IMAX for Inception. I saw it at that XD, and it, and it works well there. I'll tell you the new the Alamo just put in Adobe, and it's great. Oh really? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you were telling me that uh, that you went. I think into it will be of- okay. The seats the seats are adequate spacing. I think. Yeah, because they messed that up. You know that <laughs> that sharing a table with somebody else, like that, you may not, may or may not be with, is like you know you can eat your fat spalding. <laughs> I get real awkward on that. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't. I'll start dipping my fry into their dips, and I just don't even just make everybody's movie experience <laughs> awkward. Alamo doesn't want me to do that. Give me my own table. <laughs> you don't have the imaginary Brady Bunch taped down the middle of the table with the shower curtain down yes. the center. You know, I can't help it. Like my family's really like that. Like everybody just like, oh, what are you eating? Let me have a bit. Just grab it off the plate. You know, I don't know if your family's like that. So if you got your nachos next to me, I might just grab one. PSA. <laughs> PSA. <laughs> I think the last time that happened to me, it was she was a she was a petite little girl. I mean, she was her husband was on the other side, and I was like, "Well, if she sits on my side, at least I'm not going to be dueling for knee space." But she was really little. Now the new movie, the new seats at, at Alamo South Lamar are pretty spacious. I think you'll be happy with them. Okay, I think you'll be happy with them. Um, there's, I mean, obviously there's always the battle for the armrest, but that can't be helped. But they have enough they have enough room the tables are not shared and they've got a little flex to them so they're okay that's what we need here's the downside though the dobie charges another service charge to 
for Toby. Really? So even though you got the membership, there's an additional little fee in there. Is there? And they keep racking it up. Man, I don't know what I'm... Movies are expensive. What can we do? Yeah, there's nothing we can do. (laughs) I had to make a confession to you that... I have not watched a Mission Impossible since Mission <laughs> Impossible 3. You haven't watched any of them? I have not watched Mission Impossible They've since They've gotten so 3. much better since part 3. And the funny thing is, I enjoyed... It's not like I disliked those. I just <clears throat> stopped for some reason. What happened between 2006 and 2011 that I stopped watching Mission Impossible? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I, it could be anything, and I, I don't. I got no heat with you for doing that. I understand it could happen. You just lose. You lose a thread on a movie series, but they've gotten significantly better. They continue to get better. So we have part four was Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol is great, directed by Brad Bird, and then the rest Brad after Bird that directed Ghost Protocol. Yeah, he directed Ghost Protocol. Really, it's great. It's got that whole scene in Dubai where he's scaling the building. That's awesome. Um, then I think the rest are Chris McCory. And like I was telling you earlier, they just, I know this is going to do well because they have just achieved equilibrium. You've got a great actor with a great director, writer, and they just know each other. They know how to work. There's nothing better in a Hollywood than as much. No one wants to admit it, but this is the greatest thing in Hollywood. Creativity is collaboration. When you have collaboration, yeah. When you have a person or a group or people you collaborate with that you just are on the same wavelength. And it works, yeah. And it works. You, that's that's gold. You feel that. That's gold. And I, that's what they're doing now with the Mission Impossible movies. So I'm sure the next one's going to be great. Um, But you should... Dude, Ghost Protocol is probably one of my favorite ones, though. I like it better than the Chris no ones, was- honestly. I had no idea that was Brad Bird. Yeah. Like, I've, I've seen the memes. I've seen everything. I've seen the stunts, I should say. I've seen the memes. I've seen the memes. That's I've a seen meme right there. I've seen the memes. <laughs> but I have not seen Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout, and now Dead Reckoning. And I feel like I have a week to try to watch all three of these movies. So, yeah, Brad Bird and then Christopher McQuarrie directed the other two. I, don't, I just don't know. Again... For no apparent reason, because I don't like Tom Cruise's personal stuff, but as far as like his acting stuff, I've liked freaking Tom Cruise since losing it. <laughs> I mean, that's one of my favorite movies to go back and watch again is freaking losing it. Yeah. I'm more of a risky business guy. Yeah. <laughs> risky business was great too. He was just somebody that like everything, he was a true movie star in the sense of tom cruise the the movie star again i don't get into any of his personal beliefs and all the weird stuff that he does outside of that that sucks i don't think you can turn a a blind eye to it like we found out with flash that it sometimes will reflect in the box office but if it was just like all things aside if you just said this so i i arrive here from another planet we have this thing called movies this is what we would call a star of these movies. And this is his body of work. I'm like, I love that. He does seem like a genuinely good guy. Yeah. Like, I bet if you met Tom Cruise at the mall or something, he would be just a great guy. It feels like it. He would shake your hand. He's got the gimmick down. He's got the smile down. Yeah. And he'll do the thing and he'll say the, 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 he'll say the thing. Even the guy that like. Great seeing you. That's what you say. (laughs) He would. Great seeing you. 
The, when you, <laughs> I learned that from a celebrity. That's what you say. <laughs> no matter what. No matter what. You always say great seeing you because it's interpretable however. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he got, was it pied in the face or shot with a water gun? And he somehow caught the guy's hand because he's clearly super freaking athletic. I don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure he's extremely athletic. He's probably studied martial arts for 40 years. <laughs> and then he just like held the guy's hand. And he's like. Why'd you do that? Yeah. No, no, tell me. Why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he, he knows how to use a sword. He knows how to fly a jet. I mean, Mo- it's not so... <laughs> ride a motorcycle? <laughs> Jump off the motorcycle with a parachute on his back. Yeah. He's become a little bit of American Jackie Chan, right? Of like, As far as like bit, doing, yeah. doing your own stunts. Yeah. So since where he... Oh, by the way, sidebar, did you see that very sad meme that's going around of Jackie Chan getting teary-eyed watching his old movies with his daughter? Oh, I have not seen that one, no. And he just starts crying. I don't she's like, watch that. I will cry, too. She's like, Dad, you were, incre- you were incredible. He was incredible. <laughs> yeah, he really was. He was incredible. I mean, he, there's just like, there was just something about him that was so magical that it's almost weird to think that he had two different sets of his careers, and he was older before he really got over like in the u.s market right yeah yeah that he was but everything but he's like so magnetic he is another one that you would look at him and just like movie star like how did people not catch that sooner well i mean you know or in the u.s yeah well i mean he didn't speak english that's probably part of it. but i mean if you watch drunken master 2 drunken master 2 will change your life well i mean it changed people's lives back in the day i don't know it's different now yeah um but I remember seeing that with my friends back in late 90s. I don't know. We drove two hours to go watch it. Oh, really? <laughs> two hours at a mall that was playing it. Um, <clears throat> Drunken Master 2, I can say this as a shoot. It's probably the greatest martial arts film of all time. Um, there's nothing better. Over here, it was released as Legend of Drunken Master, which I think is a travel travesty. <laughs> But I, mean, I know. I remember watching it once because I, I learned about Drunken Master through Tekken with the Drunken Master technique. I love the Drunken Master technique, but that was yeah. all invented by Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's that's not a real like, thing. I was like, where did that come from? And then I that's he how invented I got it, it all thread. for the Drunken Master movies. Drunken Master Two is so good. Like it is on a different level, a different plane of existence. <laughs> There's action movies and there's kung fu movies and there's Drunken Master 2 on top of that. <laughs> you know, it's so good. Man, you make me want to go see it. Again. You should w- watch Drunken Master 2. Don't watch Legend of Drunken Master with the RZA soundtrack and all that. I mean, I love the RZA, but we don't need that. Um, you can find Drunken Master 2 in its original format, I'm sure, out there. Yeah. All right, there's not that. a There's not a better martial arts movie. There's just not. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I that I totally buy that. Again, he I he was such a huge star, you know, and it, it took Rush Hour to finally get that that through people's heads. Which are they really making another one? What are they making? That's another? that's the rumor. Really? That's the With rumor. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yeah. I don't know about that one. I don't know either. Chris Tucker, I thought retired, but then he popped up in air. Yeah, that's like an Indiana Jones situation. <laughs> yeah, it's risky. I'm man. not sure about that. I just. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get to the point where I used to love the revisiting of IPs, but lately I'm just so scarred to the point where like let's just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Leave us I'm alone. Risky. But to flip back to this, if you were to do a, uh, there is no machete cut for Mission Impossible. Just watch them straight through. From 
because they're they're all standalone right it's like except for this one right it's a dead reckoning part one and dead reckoning part two which is next year but um like, well here's if you're gonna machete cut mission impossible i would say you'd have to do it this way watch mission impossible one but don't watch it in a row with the rest of the movies watch like blowout and then watch mission impossible one because Mission Impossible One is all pretty much a Brian De Palma movie, so watch. So if you're gonna watch Mission Impossible One, that's got to be night one of your viewing experience. So you watch Blowout and Carrie or something, and Mission Impossible, and that's how you watch that movie. Then you get to Mission Impossible Two. You watch Mission Impossible Two, and Hard Boiled, and The Killer, and Better Tomorrow Two, because it's a John Woo movie. And it fits no. They make. I don't. This movie has a lot of heat on the internet. They watch it and they think it's stupid. It's not stupid. It was just. It was. It was two thousand, and we liked John Woo and Limp Biscuit. That's what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we wanted at the time. <laughs> so you watch Mission Impossible Two, Hard Boiled, and The Killer, and you'll be okay. Um, then you get once you get to part three. That's when it actually becomes mission impossible even though i don't like part three all that much <laughs> so watch part three as the kicking off point to mission impossible then watch the rest of them okay but part one and part two exist in their own machete cuts where you watch them not with mission impossible films but with films of that director oh okay that makes sense that's a good that's yeah that'll that that's a short. There I will never be a J.J. Abrams film festival. I'm sorry to say. It's never <laughs> going to happen. No one's ever going to watch Super 8 and Alias and Mission Impossible 3 in a film festival. I forgot he did uh, Mission Impossible 3. He did. Oh, wow. So what you want to do, if you ask me, Machete Cut starts with Ghost Protocol, which I think is fantastic. Ghost Protocol is gr- I like it better than the Chris McQuarrie ones, honestly. Um, so Machete Cut, watch... Mission Impossible 1 with Dress to Kill, <laughs> Dress to Kill, Carrie, and Blowout. Watch Mission Impossible 2 with Hard Boiled, The Killer, and Better Tomorrow 2. Mission Impossible 3, just skip it. And then jump to Ghost Protocol and watch the rest of them. <laughs> so then we got Rogue Nation, Fallout, yeah, Dead Rick. I, I think that's the way to go. All right. Yeah, I, I, I have some work. I have some work ahead of me. I need to, I need to get there as fast as possible. Just start with Ghost Protocol. If you start with Ghost Protocol, you you won't you'll be like, oh, I do want to see what happens next. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Is there any? Was there any hanging threads from Fallout that people are waiting? Like any kind of cliffhangers from Fallout that Dead Reckoning is going to solve, or is this just a continuation? Well, no, 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 definitely not. I think by Dead Reck by the Fallout, they had achieved optimum Mission Impossibleness. Where it was actually, we have a team and we're solving a, a thing. Got you it. You know what I mean? Okay. That sounds good. I'm excited for uh, Dead Reckoning because our our boy is back. You know, I when... For Mission Impossible 1? No. When we think... A lot of people, when they think bad boys, they think Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. But you and I, we think of Sean Penn. <laughs> and Viking and Tweety and Isai Morales isn't he in Bad Boys? Yeah, Isai Morales. He's in Bad Boys. Yeah, Isai Morales is in Bad oh, Boys. To me, he'll always be Bob from La Bamba. Richie. Yeah. <laughs> I I also 
great and remember him in that but he just always i just always remembered him from bad boys the better bad boys put it out there sean penn bad boys a million times better than all the will smith and martin lawrence bad boys put together i mean come on you had clancy brown as guy named viking come on this is great and when he realized like wow soda cans are really dangerous when you put them in pillowcases <laughs> they can be dangerous yeah but i loved bad boys so i was like it took a second for me to register that like isai morales is the heel in dead reckoning he's always been a heel but i just had no idea like i didn't know he was I, he was back like i don't he was the heel in ozark you didn't watch ozark oh no i didn't watch ozark okay mate see i was trying to think of the last thing i saw him in like your your brain jumps all the way back, but let me see. Let me. See. He was a heel in La Bamba. Bob was a heel. Yeah, I mean he was he was definitely great in La Bamba for sure. <laughs> Where's see even the first thing at Google is just like what happened to Eastside Morales? Nothing. He's just fine. Like, Nothing. He was in Chicago. He's fine. P P D. But like, yeah, why would you say what happened to him just because they're not working any, or you, there hasn't been any work that they've been in? He's fine. Yeah, I'm, so I'm excited, and he looked like it was. It was just good to see him back on the big screen again. And I, I remember him on. We saw him on a lot of TV shows, right? He always seemed like he was on a lot of TV shows, but I couldn't find any of the big movies. Oh. That was the last thing I remember, and he popped up out of nowhere. He was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I saw that on there. It was cool. But, oh, he was in From Dust Till Dawn, the series? That must... Never saw it, but I'm, I I could see him being in it. I did. Well, yeah, I watched it. I don't remember him in that. Hmm. Anyway, so is the whole premise of this next Mission Impossible coming out, are, did they jump on the ai thing is this something to do with ai i have no idea we'll know shortly okay yeah cause did you did you pull your uh i know i want to see this so i'm gonna not really watch any more trailers which um, i, which I, mean, I respect. You, you, usually if i want to see it I, I just avoid the trailers i don't really care about them okay it's it's like yeah if, if i think i want to see it i'll just avoid the trailers all right of course i go to the movies a lot and they play them for me yeah <laughs> that's I, but it's so much better to watch a trailer on the big screen like that. Yeah, but I, I really do. It's funny because I used to be, back in the day, I'd go to the movies. And if the trailers had already started, I'd walk out and get the next screening because I had to see the trailers. Agreed. Uh, but now Respect. it's just like I want to. I literally want to walk in during the last trailer <laughs> and sit down during the last trailer. Well, we, we time it. You know, we're, I think Alamo you probably go to the most or no? Would you say Alamo? Yeah, probably I go there the most. AMC second. AMC, Dolby, and IMAX only. Um, but here's the thing. Hey, theaters, how about this? Wouldn't this be a great idea? Can you just do an app or something with a running clock that tells me when the movie actually starts? Is that so bad? Can I just have that? Yeah, I don't know if they want to do something. I'll still buy the popcorn, but let me know how much time I have to buy the popcorn. Well, you know, they're making those ad bucks now, thanks to Maria Menounos beforehand, that they want you to watch the commercials in there, too. Maria Menounos makes ad bucks? No, uh, Maria Menounos, the uh, newbie. Yeah, but she the... makes... No, but I'm saying that, that all that stuff that has those embedded commercials and stuff like that, 
aren't they getting ad revenue for that? The theaters, so they. I'm want. sure they. I'm sure they are, but I mean, you know, if if they make an app that shows you when that's going to happen, that's the equivalent of TiVo giving you that fast forward through the commercials button. Yeah, but I still need to but know I how much time you. I have to buy popcorn. <laughs> I do like that because if I get to the movie and there's not enough time to buy popcorn, I won't get it. Dude, you can just put that in the bottom right. Just like you have this long to get the concessions because they're going to make exactly. money either way. Exactly. I think it's a great idea. I think yeah. that's a really good idea. Just have it running in the bottom right-hand corner. Just like you have this long before you better be sitting in your seat because you just never know. It's 15 minutes average for Alamo. Cinemark averages 27 minutes. That's a lot of 27 minutes. That's a lot of trailers. Yeah, like, you know when you get to the You know, I've seen these all on my phone. (laughs) You've seen them multiple times. Yeah. It's very, like, when was the last time you've seen a trailer in the theater that you didn't already see? I mean, it's not super rare. Because I don't really watch trailers online anymore. Even because you send them to me all the time. I'm going to tell you, I don't watch them. I don't watch them. I just don't hit play on them. I'm just like, I'll watch this later. When the universe tells me to watch it, I'll watch it. <laughs> I do. I get pulled into trailers. Yeah. I, I just I just don't because I don't. Yeah. I know it's going to be there. I'd rather just see it when it's meant for me to see it. I used to wish that they would actually take an hour screening and you just sat there and watched nothing but trailers and then you left yeah well they used to do that at Alamo draft house they did yeah there's just you walk out excited there's yeah. you know what you know what you leave with hope there's even a show on sling that i have on my uh, dvr and it's called nothing but trailers and they just play movie trailers really? for half an hour yeah <laughs> and we can't and and the name trailers is kind of like saying pay-per-view right because they these they don't trail the movie anymore. Let me check your let me check your uh age and pop culture demographic. Do you remember movie time? Movie time. Movie time was a channel, kinda like VH one, and they just talked about movies all the time. No, Do I don't remember I don't remember having that. Uh, who was it? I think Greg Kinnear was on it. Really? I think uh Joel McHale was on it. Movie time. Oh, really? We'll look it up on the break. All right. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember that. But it was a cable channel. I would watch that today. To this day, I would watch yeah. that. I still watch that. I think podcasts have kind of taken that over because now I feel like they don't want... Now it's too polished. Like, you didn't realize how polished Entertainment Tonight was. Oh, now yeah. you Now you watch Entertainment Tonight and, you know, this is the Joe Rogan generation. People are like, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> or like, first we feast. You know, that guy always, Sean Evans always gets, man, your questions are great. <laughs> People like to shoot now. They don't like to be worked. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to just real quick, just ending spot on Mission Impossible. Do you know if Dead Reckoning Part 2 has already been shot? It's, no, it hasn't been shot at all. No. No. Because it has a it has a 2024 date. That won't happen. You don't think it's going to hit? Not with the writer's strike. Nothing's, nothing's coming. We're going to have a dead spell of nothing coming out. Ugh. Well, we'll be going to see. We'll still go to the theaters. We will be the we'll ones. We'll be watching support. Blues Brothers yeah, we'll on be the re-release. Blues Brothers, so I'm I'm all about that. So we'll watch the old movies because, you know, and this that'll be our go-home spot right now. You know why the last drive-in is so good to watch these old movies that just somehow retain charms and we would have watched a lot of these movies back then probably would have hated them 
and now as time goes on, I think we're starting to love all these movies we would have hated. Is that is that a fair assessment? I think that's a fair assessment, but I think that comes from the fact that we've established this relationship with Joe Bob, and he's just like, here's a movie that I recommend. Yeah, and we trust and him. There's really nothing other than movie recommends from people that you trust. <laughs> I mean, how many? I bet, I bet. You don't have to name them, but I bet there's 20 people in your movie recommends that recommend stuff to you all the time that you never watch. Yeah. It's like Joe Bob recommends it. Okay, I'm going to see what it is. And the thing is, what's great about it is that he doesn't reveal what he's playing until it plays. So it's you're already in your seat and you've got your chicken wings and you've got your beers and you've got what you need and you're going to sit through it. It's only 90 minutes. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about a movie is just not knowing what's coming. And now that we're living in spoiler, spoiler culture universe, yeah. everything is ruined. Uh, everything has already been told told to you what's happening. And I hate it. I, I now hate I it. didn't know. I didn't watch Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. I just <laughs> I was just falling asleep on that Friday night. I couldn't. I couldn't oh, you didn't it. watch either of them. I, I was. I started watching it. But here's here's what happened. Here's what happened. Let me just tell you. I started. The American Gladiators documentary on Netflix. Oh, so good. Like an hour before. So good. And I was way into it. I was like, <laughs> man, I want to keep watching this. I kind of want to keep watching this. I was like, I switched over to Joe Bob just for the intro and all that. And then I was kind of like, I kind of want to go back to the American Gladiators <laughs> thing. I was like, I'll watch this. I'll watch this when it comes, uh, when they post the whole thing. So I kind of went back and forth and I watched the American Gladiators thing. Well, I got to tell you, and I agree with you, and the American Gladiators documentary was so good. Have you ever had this happen? This is so good. I need to stop it now because I didn't know it was going to be as good as it is. Yeah. And I need to savor it and I need to focus and I need yeah. and I need to just take it in. This yeah, is I'm going to start it from the beginning of yeah, the year. <laughs> this can't be something I can casually watch. And, exactly. I, and that's exactly what happened with exactly. America. I was like, I had no idea what I was in for. I'll do that stop. with a YouTube video sometimes. Oh, I didn't realize it was a good YouTube video. <laughs> Let me stop it and I'll watch it later. And you just savor it. Is but. that the is that the new mark of quality? It's so good I had to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't expect it to be that good. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there's something about when Joe Bob and Quentin Tarantino are in, reintroducing us to these movie of the week stuff that was aired on broadcast television that we don't know. I don't even remember if I watched it. And it had Charles Durning in it, right? And I, Charles Durning, right? Charles Durning? Charles Durning played the mailman. He played the mailman who just stayed in that Otis and he stayed in his gimmick the entire time. And he was walking around like back when postmen had respect and he can walk into a place like he was a cop. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's the mailman. Hey, Otis, come on in. Go go look around. See if there's anything we can do. Because he's wearing the official uniform. It's government agent. Yeah. But it just, I to me, I always think horror i always think of when a stranger calls when he opens the door and he's she opens the door and he's standing there so charles durning that kind of pulled me in like whoa he did a movie uh a tv movie like that so i don't know i just really dug it there's like the the vibe it, it the same vibe it gave me when we watched uh the jody foster 
Martin Sheen one. Oh, that one was the great. Little, the yeah. little girl who lived down the lane. Yeah, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, that was the vibe I got from this. And he had Doctor Giggles as the the scarecrow. Yeah, like this. I don't know everything about it. Really, I think you should go back and give it a give no. It a I watch. do. I'm going to go back and watch the full show. I just I was just really into that American Gladiators uh, <laughs> documentary at that moment. And I was like, I kind of want to go back and watch that. Yeah. I, it's worth it. And I did watch the intro and everything, and I came back to see what the second movie was. And yeah, I've been going back, and I've been trying to watch the the Just Joe Bob, you know, and, and for some of the ones the earlier seasons that I missed. But then I'm like, I kind of want to watch the movies too, yeah. though. You need to see and, the movies and to, to get the experience of that. And then the second one was the Beyond the Door three and this like wait till you see that the whole backstory of why it's called beyond the door three and what happened to two what happened to one and there's a part four that's currently in production as we speak always <laughs> always just everything about that but yeah again he's he's become a, the one of the trusted voice of classic content for me like yeah i would be really curious and he doesn't do it and maybe he's the same reason that Quentin Tarantino says he doesn't do it, where he doesn't want to insult any current filmmakers. So I feel like he dances away from it a little bit. Well, yeah, I think that's appropriate. I mean, just to, you don't want to review current films. Yeah. You know? I don't know if it would be as fun. Like, he'll go, you know, he'll have. That's somebody else's job. Yeah. He's a curator, not a critic. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, he is a curator. Because his, uh. His Dead City special was great. I thought it was really good. I think that's really good for the brand. And that show turned out really way better than I expected. And then I'm starting to wonder if it's, do I like this more because Joe Bob told me <laughs> to watch? Because I watched the first episode with him. Yeah. And now I'm fully committed to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense, honestly. <laughs> do you ever go into, uh, let's see if we can actually do it. Like, do you have movies that are part of the last drive in those classic movies that like like really blow you away other than they're good because of their charm or you're like wow this was really a great movie movies from the last drive-in yeah that we've watched like um, this season this season yeah i can't remember what the movies were this season um so the one for me that you were and i and i'm actually that was another one like holy smokes i need to go back and watch this was the uh the tiger movie what was it called oh tigers are not afraid tigers are not afraid yeah yeah to me that was just like i that i was, love that movie i saw that at fantastic fest yeah that i kind of got blown away like whoa i had no idea that this was going to be that good all right well wikipedia did not update the movie so we can't go over it has its season five zombie two the beyond which oh did which board in devil's reign Oh, there it is. Don't Panic. Tigers Are Not Afraid. Baba Duke. I saw Don't Panic at the live Joe Bob show here at AFS. Oh, that was what they I showed? Seen, he played Don't Panic, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, what was the other one? I felt like the Baba Duke was the Baba Duke and Tigers Are Not Afraid that I was shocked at. I feel like that was the closest we got to current movies. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I liked the Baba Duke better watching it with Joe Bob yeah. than when I originally saw it. Yeah, sure. Like, it's like, what does he do that makes that work? Well, it's just, you know, you're, you're, you're trusting your friend's opinion, you know? Yeah. And then he, oh, wait, sorry. He did put Sharknado in there. That so. was a good choice, though. And I, uh, the Amsterdam movie, I'm, I'm currently on the prowl for the full song, so change that to my ringtone. <laughs> that, uh, the cover song that they did. Mm. 
man, it was just, there was just so good. That show just works so well. I think more people need to be watching that. 